Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Welcome to a Wednesday, January 25th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And today we're wrapping up Justice League vs. Suicide Squad, the six-issue miniseries. The final issue was released today. Uh, what'd you think of this issue, Zach? Uh, it mostly ended exactly the way that I thought it was going to end. Um, there's definitely some cool little f- things in there, but you know, nothing like super surprising, which is okay. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, I thought the artwork in this was maybe the weakest of the six, but again, I'm not like a big art critic or anything, but I just, if I had to pick one of the six that I thought it was the weakest, I'd pick this one maybe. Yeah, I guess I didn't, that didn't stand out to me either way. Um, but yeah, I think when you combine this with issue five, I think it's a pretty good wrap up to the series. I know we were a little down in the middle, but I think the way it ended the last two was good. This was a a pretty fun issue. And you know, this is how it normally goes with a crossover. The first half sort of wraps up this story. And then the last half of the issue sort of sets up these characters for where they're going next. And and we see a lot of of that later. Um, but I think it, it mostly wrapped up pretty good and it was definitely fun. Um, I think this series as a whole was pretty fun seeing some cool character moments and we got to see more of that today. So I, I really liked that. Yeah. Yeah. And this just now that we've read all of them, I think I appreciate it as a whole more than, like you said, during the middle, we maybe didn't like it quite as much, but as part of this whole arc, this whole story, I can appreciate it better now that I know the ending, I think. Right. Agreed. All right, I guess we can get into some spoiler talk now. Yeah, and so it it opens right with like the full out battle between the possessed Justice League and the new Justice League, um, but it doesn't last very long at all. So we didn't really get to we didn't get to see any of those like one on one fight moments that we have seen in some other issues. But that's okay because we did get a lot of that action um, earlier in some of the earlier issues, and this one is more about wrapping up the whole story. So I wasn't. I wasn't uh, disappointed with the amount of action in this epi- in this issue. Yeah, agreed. If it, I think if there was a full, you know, if the first half of the issue was all about fighting, I think that might have been a bit too much. Um, I think it wrapped up pretty quick, so I didn't really need to see another fight in this series. Yep. Uh, and then Eclipso basically starts doing what, you know, maybe Max Lord should have done in the first place, which is he starts trying to possess the old the Suicide Squad, the people that he just left behind that can fight him. And so he like takes Deadshot's mask off and tells him to go kill his daughter because his daughter is the only thing stopping him from being powerful. Um, and so he possesses all of them and only Batman, Killer Frost, and Lobo are left unpossessed. Uh, and then Batman and Killer Frost come up with a plan uh, because they know that Eclipse, they overhear Waller talking to Eclipso, saying that sunlight will stop him, make him weak. And so they make a plan to trap Superman's heat vision in a prism that Killer Frost makes out of ice and turn it into sunlight to use against Eclipso and all the people who are possessed. So that makes sense because Eclipso doesn't like sunlight and Superman is powered by the sun. And so his this is a, a plot line that you'll see in a lot of different comics things as Superman's I beams have sun energy and you can use them for different things. Right. And I think you called a lot of this like two issues ago. You expected to see something like this. I'm sure you weren't surprised. No, Um, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So Batman gets Superman to use his heat vision by telling him that he'll never be human. 
that he knows it and his son knows it. So kind of dissing Superman. Um, but then it was funny cause he just like rolls out of the way of the heat vision. So Batman's got some pretty good reflexes, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's just one of the things you got to go with. Uh, so the heat vision hits the prism and it spreads out and hits the squad in the league and, you know, like erases the possession that the eclipse of diamond had over them. Uh, but the prism is melting, uh, but killer frost is out of power. So she can't keep it frozen anymore. But they need it to, because they haven't actually stopped Eclipso yet. They've just kind of hit the squad in the league. And Batman tells her to drain his life force, knowing that he will die. So he's being selfless. He's going to sacrifice himself. Uh, but the squad and league are back to normal. So they tell Killer Frost to just take a little bit of energy from all of them. So it's nice to see them come together and want to save the day. But before any of that can happen, Eclipso jumps in and tries to possess Killer Frost. Um... But she destroys the diamond. Well, she doesn't destroy the diamond. She, like, knocks it off of Max so that it's not possessing him anymore. So he's back. And Waller tells Killer Frost to drain his life force and kill him. But she refuses and just kind of passes out. And that's where that whole, like, scene ends. So the diamond's off. Everybody's back to normal. Max Lord is back to normal. And so that's kind of the, the resolution of at least that part. And then we have some more after that. Uh, but they go back to Belle Reeve, and everybody is friends now, sort of. So the <laughs> Justice League and the Suicide Squad's just hanging out, helping each other out. Yeah, they act like they're all friends and have one big party. Right. <laughs> so that would be that would be a pretty crazy party to go to, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely some interesting characters there. <laughs> uh, so Waller and Batman are talking, and he wants Killer Frost released. He doesn't want her to be on the Suicide Squad anymore. But in that conversation, he admits that there's value in task force x that the suicide squad and the justice league can coexist because there's value in both of them yeah we kind of predicted that would be the outcome of this whole series sort of justifying the suicide squad to batman and the justice league and i think overall it did a pretty good job of coming up with a reason for that i think it was a pretty good pretty good for that reason at all that they addressed the fact that the suicide squad's out there and the justice league is letting them exist yeah, definitely. Um, and then Batman gets to talk to Lobo, and Lobo says that he owes him one because he saved him. Um, and Batman tells him that he wants him to join a new kind of Justice League. And so this is setting up Justice League of America, which there's a, a promo at the end of the book for that. Um, but it's kind of cool that they're setting that up in this. Yeah, I think, yeah, well, yeah, they've really this whole arc has been a big setup for Justice League of America. And I think today uh, Killer Frost gets a Justice League of America rebirth number one and so does Vixen and I don't know when the ongoing series starts but um, yeah that definitely was a big part of this arc and um, I think in many ways this was kind of a Killer Frost story from beginning to end she probably got the most emphasis of almost anyone yeah definitely and I was okay with that because she's a she's a very interesting character so I I liked seeing kind of her evolve from not really like being on the suicide squad, being bad and kind of wrestling with just wanting to make a difference and figuring out that she can make a good difference. And that was kind of like the thing that happens at the end with Eclipse. So he's like, I can see into your, your darkest desires in your heart and you want to make a, a difference. And she's like, I do. And she takes out Eclipse. So that's how she makes a difference. So that was cool. Uh, so Max Lord is locked up now for obvious reasons, um, but he explains to Waller 
that there's all of these different loose ends. Uh, you know, the diamond is still out there. His nightmare army, most of them are still around. Like Emerald Empress is out looking for Saturn Girl. Johnny Sorrow's mask is floating around and somebody else is going to put it on probably. Yeah. Yeah, the whole night. Uh, there's an interesting setup or the nightmare army. I don't know where those are all going to go from here or where they're going to show up, but I'm sure there's plans for them to show up at some point. Yeah. Um, but then the very end is Waller telling Max Lord that um, he's not going to be in Task Force X. He's going to be in Task Force Task Force. <laughs> that's a hard word to say. Task Force X I. Yeah, that's about impossible to say. <laughs> uh, so yeah, what did you think about this this kind of ending, Tom? I I don't really know. Uh, I guess <laughs> <laughs> we'll see where it, what her plans are. Yeah. Um, another it's very amanda waller like to set up another crazy team um and i guess we'll see what that is in the future um but yeah it's kind of i guess we shouldn't have been surprised but amanda waller was ended up kind of being the villain yeah which is kind of how it goes in most suicide squad stories so it's not i guess it shouldn't be shocking i was a little surprised but i mean amanda waller manipulating everything should never really come as a shock right yeah, I just don't know. Like, how is she going to control Max Lord? That's kind of his thing, is controlling people. Uh, it's but, hers, too. Right. And so, but she has different methods than he does, I guess. Yeah. Right. So, I don't know if this is, like, going to be some kind of Suicide Squad Plus or, like, Suicide Squad version 3 or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I guess we will we will see. Uh, so, what do you think overall? I mean, is this a overall is the arc i mean what was your favorite parts and your your least favorite parts yeah so we we kind of hit on this at the beginning but i think now that i've seen the whole thing i appreciate i appreciate it a lot i think it was it's definitely entertaining it was fun to see all of these characters interact with each other um i was more interested in i was more interested in the nightmare army part than i thought i would be and there wasn't a whole lot to that there was a lot of like just during the first two or three issues where they were like doing a lot of setting up these characters and explaining a lot about them. And then they just kind of got brushed a shot brushed aside for the main parts of the story, which, you know, is going to happen. They're not as popular of characters, but I was actually, I was really interested in them. So um, if anything, maybe this turned me on to wanting to go read some of their stories, which is probably another goal of this series is to make you more interested in them. So yeah, yeah. overall, I think I liked it a lot. Yeah. I think that's a good point. I think, now that you mentioned that and combined with the ending, it makes me think that they definitely have plans for the nightmare army characters to mm. show up somewhere. Um, because they did, they did sort of go out of their way early to introduce all of them. And then it didn't really go anywhere. They were just plot devices in this story. So I'm guessing that we'll see more of them, but overall, yeah, not, uh, a lot of fun, not my favorite story, but it was a lot of fun getting to see these characters interact I'm glad they addressed the the Justice League and Suicide Squad coexisting. So that was a good part. And yeah, it was just a fun and, and I liked seeing the characters together. Yeah, one of the other things that I think they did very well is it was the beginning of the fifth issue where the Justice League takes over the world. Oh, yeah. And it only takes them 12 minutes. So they, I'm glad that they didn't even pretend like that would be a problem for the Justice League. <laughs> right. That, that might have been the the funniest part of it uh just seeing them take total control of the earth in like 
yeah, I think it was like 13 minutes or whatever. And it's just, I'm glad they didn't hold back. And cause easily they could have had, you know, the suicide squad distracts them or do something like that. But no, the justice league took over. Uh, so that was probably a highlight for me. Yeah. And so are you, uh, interested? Do you want to read the, the new JLA, JLA, man, I'm having trouble talking today. Um, you know, with Lobo, Vixen, Killer Frost, does that interest you? Yeah, I think, um, I'm always sort of interested in the, the offshoots, the weird mm-hmm. Justice League teams. Uh, there was a Justice League of America in the new 52 that started out pretty good. And I was really interested in that completely different team from the one that's going to be in this ALA. Um, so those are always sort of interest me. And I guess, uh, with the ba- with reading, you know, getting caught up on killer frost and Lobo, like we did here, who are along with Batman going to be three of the main characters in that series. Um, I'm definitely excited to see where it goes and what their plans are with that. Yeah. So, yeah, but I'm just glad that, you know, DC is doing these kind kinds of events again, or they keep doing them. I guess they don't, they haven't really stopped doing them, but, um, it's always fun to see just like you said, one of these crazy kind of offshoots that only has a few issues, but does something big and crazy with it. So this was definitely one of those and a lot of fun to read, I think. Yeah. And I know, I know some of the hardcore readers are, get sick of the events. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think it's great for more casual readers who aren't reading every title. It allows them to sort of look at all the, look at all the characters we got to see in this, in these six issues, you know? Yeah. So it's a good snapshot of sort of where these characters are at this this point in time and sort of you get to keep up with the entire DC universe as a whole that way. Yeah. And that's something that uh, we talked about in the first couple issues too, that I think they did a good job is um, towing the line of making it easy for people who haven't really kept up to get in, but also um, not rubbing it in your face too much, I guess, for people who have been reading the comics. I think they did a fairly good job of balancing that. I didn't think there was it wouldn't be hard for anybody to just pick this up and get right into it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so at all. Um, that's a really good point. I, they did a, I think it was balanced very well for beginners and experienced readers, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening and make sure to check out DC daily drop on Twitter, Facebook, and DC daily drop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.